0: Hi everybody i am jen johnson and you are listening to thought by thought healing where i talk about everything related to chronic pain and chronic symptoms i come at this from a christian perspective and so if that's important to you then you're in the right place and i would love if you would subscribe and like or share any videos that are helpful for your healing journey if you're listening on podcast platforms i'd love if you'd leave a review that's how we get this hope out there which is exactly what i want to do I'm a chronic pain coach and I help people to understand the brain's role in chronic symptoms and how if we target our thoughts, emotions, beliefs, mindset, we really can reverse these symptoms. And today's story is proof of that. Today, I have the unbelievable honor of interviewing Amelia Cameron and her father, Neil, who are willing to come on the show and share their story, her story of recovering from awful chronic pain. To being pain-free and playing the sports that she wants to play. And so, in her own words, she's gonna share what she came from. That's it. That's it, And then we are going to see how she uses the mind-body connection to bring her to a place where she is living life like a regular 10-year-old should. It's pretty amazing, right? Even after watching that 10 times, I am still in awe and so thankful that Amelia is where she is today. So without further ado, let's hear her version of how she was able to use tools to recover from these chronic symptoms. I am just so excited and honored to have with me today, Amelia Cameron. Amelia, thank you so much for being willing to come on. Do you want to just say hi, wave at at the people that will be watching this later? (laughs) Hi. There she is, you guys, Amelia. And um, and Neil Cameron, her father. So um, they have quite the story. I actually... um, Neil, how you reached out to me, or maybe you reached out to Penny, uh, Penny George of Living Proof, and then she sent you my way. Is that is that how that happened?
1: That, that that's right. It's, it's sort of following the um, following the dots, really, in in that sense. So we, as um, part of Amelia's recovery. Uh, went to see Carolyn Neeson, who is one of the ambassadors for Penny's, um, not-for-profit organisation Living Proof, and I uh, saw uh, a link to Living Proof on an email from Carolyn, and then followed it, and then got in touch with uh, Penny as 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 well, and went, went from there. And, and part of that sort of circular uh, system was also getting back in touch with Georgie Oldfield at Serpa, mm-hmm. who I'd contacted towards the uh, right on the second last day of Amelia's hospital um, sort of visit, which was pretty much the, the length of February. I had followed a few dots and reached out to Georgie Oldfield at Serpa for help and she had directed me to Carolyn. So we've gone, in a sense, full circle back to you now.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, connecting everyone. So uh, no, delighted to meet met you last week and and uh, meet you again tonight or this morning with you.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, where where are you guys, um, Amelia, where do you live? In, in Scotland. In Scotland. And what time is it there? And it's
3: fourteen minutes past six.
0: Six. Okay. So you're eight hours later than me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: In the afternoon.
0: In the afternoon.
1: You're just hoping my office clock was correct. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, so let's start by just a a brief summary of like Neil, why why did you why did you um, get a hold of Penny and me? Let's start there. What is it that um, you want to share with the world?
1: Yes. Well, one thing that we never thought we would—we never thought we would be in this situation uh, in, in, in that sense. Um, yeah. Amelia uh, came down uh, during the course of an afternoon nap. In on the second of January, with chronic pain in both legs, and uh, during the the course of that month, um, was then uh, tested um, very high level tests with MRI and EMGs to rule out anything else, and. We were discharged from hospital mid-January, with a working diagnosis of myalgia and with a prescription of amitriptyline, um, which is an anti drug used in the UK for this, or um, types of chronic pain, at least. And we were um, advised if the conditions didn't improve, in two weeks, to um, increased the dose of amitriptyline, and then shortly after that, increase, Amelia had a relapse, um, and with uh, uh, incredible flare-ups of chronic pain in both legs, and was essentially crippled um, as a result of the pain. Admitted to hospital the very next day, um, with you know weekend um, back at home, but during the week in hospital. And the diagnosis at that point of complex regional pain syndrome on mm-hmm. um, for early February. <clears throat> so one of the one of the first conversations I had with the pediatric consultant on the beginning of February was is this similar to fibromyalgia and ME and The the consultant, to be fair to her, said, yes, it's in the same spectrum, but it's more complex. And that was almost the end of the conversation in in that sense. And we were in the the system um, and we uh, had some very stressful times in hospital for several weeks. And uh, with uh, the, the sort of the National Health Service doing honestly the best they possibly could, um, and trying to give us all the services they they had available, and mm-hmm. we, uh, through past experience, um, had some knowledge of mind-body medicine eighteen years or so ago with with my wife, and I started looking at that again um and wondering how it could apply to Amelia
0: Amelia what was that what was that time like for you i mean you you wake up one morning and you have pain in both feet and now you're going to the hospital when you look back at it what do you what do you remember
3: um well before my relapse i could hobble okay and- so it wasn't that bad, I was like, like a really bad injury still, but I could cope with it. But then when the relapse did happen, then that's when the big um, impact came for me. Like yeah. I couldn't do anything. And that's when I was put in the hospital um, for a week, for a week except from the weekend.
2: Yeah.
3: Did you say you couldn't walk um yeah, I couldn't walk, yeah okay, was that scary yeah i like, I always have to um move something um but like, i I love sports and running and all that, so when I was Mm-hmm. told not to um, walk on your legs, I was a bit confused because I've not really done that that much. Because you love to be active and move and play? Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: So it was kind of like all this pain came on and then they told you, oh, you shouldn't do the things you love because you got to take care of your body is that kind of the message you got from doctors
3: yeah but then i was told it's for like your own good and you don't want to be stuck in a wheelchair Uh huh.
0: so oh interesting so did you use a wheelchair
1: yeah well not initially no not initially um we came home on a Friday evening after a full week in hospital each week. So we, uh, the, 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 um, the, the reason for Amelia's stay in hospital wasn't for any medical or medication reasons in, in that sense. Okay. Um, the, the reason for being in hospital was to uh, be available for two physical sessions per day, um, five days a week. And that was the um, way that the, the the local hospital felt that they should be dealing with this, and uh, and and uh, try and get Amelia walking again. <clears throat> and un- unfortunately, during the first two weeks at least of hospital stay, that was almost impossible. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? You, you, she was unable to even bear her own weight um let alone take a step. So there was one session of hydrotherapy in, in hydro pool a day and one session of more sort of gym work in, in, in that sense. But quite quickly um would we'll put it into context, the hydro pool should be the easiest um element of that therapy. And the media had to be hoisted into the hydro pool. On each occasion, she was she couldn't even bump shuffle down a, a slope into the pool. The pain was so bad. So that was
3: yeah. Because like I weeks. couldn't mm-hmm. bend it, mm-hmm. so I couldn't bend it unless I was like sitting. Okay. So if I was, so say if you're going down the seat, you'd have to bend your legs. Yeah, but you'd have. But it wouldn't be hanging, you'd have to put weight on them to hold your body up for a second. Yeah, and I couldn't, you, you couldn't,
2: you
1: couldn't hold your body for a second. Mm. No.
0: No. <clears throat> wow! So, so this was you said post flare up, is that right? So, there was there was a lot of pain, and then did things get a little bit better for a while, and then you had a flare up, and then you discovered. And pursued this as if it was mind body medicine is that am I understanding that correctly
1: yes so sort of sort of so, so, yes, I mean we initially at the beginning of January didn't know what on earth it was, didn't didn't know um and we uh went to the 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 doctors were closed for the new year holidays uh they opened the next day uh Amelia and her older sister, willow both had um a bug as well. And there was a lot of uh, winter flu, and there was strep A going around the, the area as well. So we presented to the GP, the, the, the doctor, and he gave both children some antibiotics and said, well, maybe things will clear up in five days. Um, by the end of that next weekend, uh we went to the hospital uh amelia was in so much pain she had certain tests done which basically showed everything to be okay Mm -hmm. and uh, knowing you know no uh uh, no markers of anything going wrong and we were advised to go and see the doctor again the following the next day on monday so we did that uh blood tests were taken sent to the local hospital and then we were called in uh, two days later that evening for some tests uh, on Amelia and that started the process I suppose of the high level tests to rule out anything else mm-hmm. which took four to five days uh, so the, the working diagnosis started with myositis, <laughs> then it was something called Guillain-Barre syndrome and fortunately, uh, Amelia was spared a lumbar puncture um, to take fluid from her spinal column because all her tests were showing everything was absolutely perfect. Yeah. So that directed us very strongly to uh, a neurological disorder, or and a neuropathic pain.
2: Yeah. So
1: that 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 started the the journey i suppose towards or back towards mind-body medicine for, for me in, in in that sense so that's that was the events but we we ruled out through very swift medical help um and uh that there was no nasties no there was nothing else untoward going on there was obviously real pain but there wasn't anything Want to think anything else. But, um, so that was important.
0: So then at that point, you, it sounds like from my previous conversation with you, um, you actually took the reins and presented and asked questions um, leading you guys towards mind body syndrome, but kind of asking the doctors, could this be it? Is that, is that, is my understanding correct? And, and what did that look like and feel like? And how did doctors respond to that?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and initially on being discharged, I'd had a verbal conversation with um, a, a junior consultant who had mentioned this phrase, complex regional pain syndrome, in mid-January, and i never heard of it before. And I wasn't sure whether she had said chronic regional pain syndrome or complex regional pain syndrome, I
2: hadn't
1: yeah. said before. Mm. And so, Amelia was discharged, but the discharge note said myalgia. So we, I suppose, didn't take a backward step, but I sort of just paused slightly on uh, on where we went next uh, and waited for um, to see if the the prescribed uh, amitriptyline was going to make any difference. I mean, at, at that time, Amelia was mobile. She, she was able to hobble herself to the toilet. She was able to um with um with help get up and downstairs um slowly and so, so th- things weren't awful in, in right. that sense, but she was still in pain and we were hoping the prescription was gonna
2: help.
0: And for those listening, um myalgia. Means pain of the muscles is is that the is that the way doctors described it to you just like generalized primary pain.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean Amelia's legs were at that time one leg was slightly worse than the other.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Generally, the pain was from the top of the thigh to the bottom of the shin. So there was no pain in her feet. She was able to to stand and walk um, generally. Um, but any swift movement hurt. Okay. In that sense. Is
2: that, is that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And then. And then I, could, uh, I could wiggle my feet and all that. It at just, that time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And did that change then, for you? It started getting sore after the relapse. Wiggling my feet. Okay. Because, it just. My legs got a bit worse. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. It wasn't... When when did your allodynia start? Um... Um, it was... I think it was at the... Before the relapse.
0: Yeah, it was before the relapse. Meaning allodynia, meaning your pain started to spread?
1: Just a, an almost an amplified um, okay. pain sensation from normal touch on her legs. So, if you went to touch Amelia's legs, she would be in severe pain, mm-hmm. just with a gentle touch. Mm-hmm. Um, even you got to the point where you couldn't sleep, w- even with a duvet on. In, in that sense, you were in a, in a in a sort of a cozy sleep suit.
3: And then I we yeah. couldn't wear leggings because they would just like stick onto my legs. I had to wear something baggy on my legs. Yeah. I was and similar
0: to you. Mm-hmm.
3: I remember going into the doctor's den, and I was screaming in the waiting room because I had um, leggings on, and also because the pain was just too severe, I couldn't cope with it
0: and i've seen I've seen a couple of videos of you um and one is of you in in great pain, so now I'm understanding more maybe it was in part because your your brain was sensitized to that to those those leggings interesting, okay, well, let's move towards the hope, so we know the story has a good ending um what was it like when you started um changing your approach and started treating it like mind body syndrome but let's let's hear from amelia first what was that um what was that like for you to transition into healing
3: um it was hard at first i don't understand anything okay sleep like and all the groups using like big words yeah. and i know what they mean yeah until then I start um, repeating, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm okay. And then I understand what that means. And then I painting really helped me in hospital and arts and crafts. I would paint what I wish um, it was like instead of my legs being sore. And that distracted and also brought me hope inside. And I was trying basically to make paintings come true.
2: Wow.
0: I'm brave, I'm strong, and I'm okay. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that, and that, that, um, do you think that helped you to face the fear of your pain to realize you were, you were strong enough and you were going to be okay and you could?
3: It gave me courage and then. When I got college, I started listening more because I at first I had no idea what it meant. Yeah. And then I and then people explained to me what the words meant and then I understood it. They
0: explained so, to you what, what the words in mind body syndrome meant. Is that what you mean?
3: Yeah. Okay. They showed, like they told me what would happen what's happening inside my brain, and basically how to fix it, but not like using all the big, big words. Okay. And if, and, and when you say
0: how to fix it, is there a, is there, cause you know, everybody who's healed from this struggles with, how do I, how do I explain this? How do I describe this? Cause it's such a, we don't hear about it very often. And here you are, you're 10, is that right? Yeah, turning on 11. Okay, you're, you're turning on 11, and you're having to understand this big concept. Um, do you have a way that you know how to explain it or understand it?
2: Well, not
3: really, but the things that helped me Mm-hmm. Was repeating, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm okay. Um,
2: I had wait, what was the one?
3: 20. What was the one?
1: Uh the hospital uh, child psychologist.
3: Yeah, the yeah. psychologist mm-hmm. who I, I she understood that I don't like talking um about my feelings so I like painting about them. Um mm-hmm. so I would do what I I'd paint what I'd wish hospitals like. I'd paint what I want to do inside me. I'd basically do all the stuff I wish and I um wish we just would get better.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but, but, you know, we used to do a scale from 1 to 10 on how the pain was. It's It was always a 10. Right.
2: Um,
3: except from before the relapse, it was something from, from like 7. Well, right. it was 8 at that time because I hadn't felt the, um, the real thing after the relapse. So I said it was a 10, but compared to... After the answer probably seven.
1: Okay. Into contact. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so it sounds like these things kind of helped you, the painting and the arts and crafts crafts helped you to um, express your emotions and um and to move past fear, because then you also have this language, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm okay, which directly combats and says no to fear so it does the did fear have something do you do you feel like you were fighting against fear and choosing courage instead
3: yeah but but my um my family helped me with that Mm -hmm. um and my cat also supported me (laughs) she had video calls with me (laughs) <laughs> oh. Cause your cat oh, was God. at home and you were still in the hospital? Yeah. The yeah. first time I came back home, she was sitting on a chair. Um her eyes were so well really wide and she was almost crying. She was meowing so much at the door.
2: <laughs> she
3: missed me. I remember her just licking my legs and everything.
0: <laughs> That's sweet. Okay, so Neil, from your perspective, what what was that transition like? What was the time moving from treating this CRps to to healing and 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 we haven't even mentioned, but um, I actually want to ask first Amelia, like, what kind of what kind of activities and sports are you are you doing now? And um, you've um, healed
2: I'm
3: doing running.
0: Okay. which is my
3: favorite spot which way? Um, um, it's my favorite spot ok, favorite um,
2: spot
3: yeah okay. I've been I oh, recently did uh, inter-school sports against um, well basically most of the schools are known um, so, so that's like short part, high jump, long jump Javelin, and that. And then I play football at home.
2: Okay. And
3: I, I play teeny bits of basketball sometimes because my sister plays basketball, so I sometimes join in. Um, I do tennis. and it's a long list. <laughs> I Hi. do golf.
1: I know that's a sport, but it's still something. Sweet. Golfers would say it's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> um, um,
2: so,
0: Dad, what's yeah. that like for you to go from she's, she's barely able to walk or not able to walk, use a wheelchair, and now she's here listing, you know, 12 different sports that require feet and movement yeah. and courage and strength
2: yeah
1: it's it's remarkable i mean it's it it truly is remarkable and um we are so blessed with the help that we received and the the prayers that we received
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh to, to be in this position now um we we truly would not have been on the path um that we that we ended up on without uh you know being steered in the right direction doors opening for us in a very special way
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the, the power of prayer was with was with us through our church family and we felt that day and it's it's remarkable to look back where
2: uh,
1: every time we go to church our church family are marvelled by the progress that Amelia has made, because it was only just before Easter that we went together and they were praying before the service um, for for Amelia and, and we went, uh, Amelia in the wheelchair, and we got a place at the front. And the church prayed for Amelia, and uh the following weekend, Easter weekend, we were actually in family with family elsewhere and one week later, she walked back in, so that was just um just amazing
0: that is just crazy. One week later, you walked back in from a wheelchair to walking, yeah. Fear and uh, and even just not understanding what's happening in your brain and body, getting the wrong messages from people has a very, very powerful effect on our bodies. So that's um uh yeah. Um and the Lord says not to fear. So I, I love that that church body coming alongside to to help you.
2: Um,
3: yeah, don't pray to um for me to make sure that it won't happen again okay and yeah.
0: yeah yeah what would you do if it did happen again do you feel like do you do you know that um god has given you the courage to be able to
3: you could recover again do you know that yeah cuz i've been through it at all um yeah, I feel like I could, go, I could go through it again, but I don't want to go through it. Again. <laughs> yes. um, but if I did, yes. then I could um, the beat it. And I mm-hmm. it had the tools and I basically think I can do it. Yeah, I agree. I know you
0: can do it. Yeah, but I agree. Let's pray it doesn't happen again, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah
0: what um looking back neil what um what tools do you see that she used um i mean courage and
1: yeah was uh, was, amelia was so trusting um mm. in the process and yeah. uh, such a willing patient as, as well in, in in that sense so we we started off um Really using Amelia's mother as an example of recovery mm-hmm. from a mind-body syndrome. Yeah, um, my my wife Katrina had fibromyalgia and Amy uh, back in two thousand and five, yeah. and after um, in and out of doctor surgeries, uh, we found a therapist on mind-body medicine, and she recovered within five weeks. So. Um, Using Katrina as an example, although Amelia was a much much worse case in in that sense, it was an example to Amelia and a live example of what could be achieved. And then she trusted completely with everything that was being, you know, um, you know, sort of said to her. And as she said, um, a lot of it was big words and maybe not easy to understand, but there were some amazing tools out there in cartoons and animated sketches and that sort of thing to uh, give examples of how powerful the brain is and how it can be generated by the brain. And I think the more Amelia was in pain, she learned firstly that as all the doctors would say, you know, there is an element of distraction helps yeah. in, in in that sense to, to the to the pain. Yeah. And through a lot of the reading that we were doing and understanding of the system and of the of the brain and neural pathways, we we actually we went turbocharged on distraction in a sense. And mm-hmm. we said, Well actually we won't go for distraction. What we'll do is we'll uh follow um activities and certain other thoughts and, and that sort of thing in a far more positive way than just a distraction
2: yeah yeah
1: see how it goes and that and we were able to do that in hospital and spend a lot of time talking about that sort of thing <laughs> and that that was that was really positive so when the lead psychologist uh, uh, really recommended Amelia to be discharged because she felt that being a high achiever as she is, it would be best to try and get back into a normal environment despite the pain as quickly as possible, and that would mean going back to school. Yeah. Uh, Even though she would be in a wheelchair and in pain, that was still better than lying on a hospital bed or lying in her bed at home yeah and so so reintroducing activities was a key part to that uh element as well and the the, the health service were really helpful in, in that um with an occupational therapist visiting the school and the school were amazing um in 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 helping that process of transition from hospital back into school so amelia had safe places to go in the event of a flare-up and that's happened a couple of occasions in the first week or week or so and then um things settled down but she was still in the wheelchair but she was attending classes and initially she was to go for maybe half a day um every couple of days, but within two days you were doing full days. So
0: full full uh, days without a wheelchair.
1: Full days with in, in a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh in a wheelchair. in a wheelchair. Okay. Um and that that's yeah, that, that worked well. So she she was able to transition from hospital back to some sort of some sort of normality. Yeah. Uh, um and then we, we continued what we were doing uh, whilst we were out of hospital. So as I said earlier, just before leaving hospital, I had followed some of the dots um, on mind body medicine, and I'd gone back to a doctor called Dr. John Eaton in the UK who whose book I'd read. Almost 19 years ago now, 18 years ago, and thought it was very helpful. Found his website was now up and running and lots of information on it. Got another copy of his book. Realised that one of the references was a doctor Don Sano at the mm-hmm. back of it, which I then followed. Um, that had already in hospital led me to Howard Schubiner. <laughs> And some of the, uh, in, in a sense, the explanations that, that he had come up with um, in a very understanding uh, and non-scientific way that I thought was mm-hmm. uh, close to brilliant um, mm-hmm. and so helpful. And we followed that. That took me back to Georgie Oldfield at supper, who I reached out for. And she recommended a couple of therapists that had trained through SAPA in the UK in Scotland. And I read their profiles and chose uh Carolyn uh Neeson in Glasgow and I had an initial meeting with her on Zoom and she was um um, thankfully, um, she agreed to take the case of Amelia, and we travelled down weekly from mid-March to mid-April to to see Carolyn. Um, we had a week off for the Easter week, and Amelia, um, after seeing her in a wheelchair before Easter, again walked in for her next appointment to see Carolyn. Um, so the same rent. with school. And in, in medical.
3: The I same with school.
1: school. Yeah, school. I
3: surprised my teacher. I didn't know anything. It's because her husband had this button in his um, mouth. Oh, so uh-huh. she was amazed, um, wow. and she did the biggest hug. <laughs> <laughs> what? So. What was that like for
0: you? You went at some point in your time you decided, hey, I'm I'm strong enough, I can I can face this pain and I'm gonna I'm gonna use my legs. What was that first time like for you to get out of the wheelchair and walk into school or into your therapist?
3: Really hard. I did not want to. Okay. Well, I wanted to, but I didn't want to. Okay. Because I knew it was gonna be so but I did one step and then two steps and then I reached for goals. Every step, I would get a sweetie. (laughs) So I tried to do even more steps. And now I have a whole jar. Of sweeties? (laughs) Are are those the little candies that have the plastic
0: wrapper and there's probably like 15 in them? Is that what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, almost like little jelly. Yeah, like Haribos. Haribos?
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about. That's amazing. So you you kind of you did your work for candy, basically, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. easily,
1: easily bribed.
3: Easily bribed. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Wait, that that pushed me to do even more than I had. So for adults watching, I think
0: that's. I think we need to have some sort of treat at the end of our graded exposure (laughs) lots of candy snacks snacks coffee Uh, okay when you yeah when you is there anything else along the journey that you want to share with people for hope or for encouragement um any suggestions especially i think you know just listening to you talk about you bringing up the idea of, of mind-body syndrome to doctors. I love that. Um, yeah, any words of advice you
2: have? Um, well, try and get your mind off it. Ray, um. Ask your family for help. And
3: listen.
2: And listen. Like listen to to other
0: people's um, help?
3: Yeah. Like what the doctors say, what your parents say, what everyone says. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I
0: love it. So when people say you're courageous and you're strong and you've got this, you can change your brain and change your pain. We listen, right?
3: Wait, when somebody tells me to say those words, I would say them seven times a day. It was hard when I was in school because I had to try and make room for that. So I'd normally go into um, a room where I could have my own time and I would just say those words. And then I just... Have some peace, and just close my eyes and just have some peace mm-hmm. oh. one,
1: of, one of the ways we described going after it was to try and be relentless in your uh, pursuit in, in a sense wasn't it? an yeah. almost the the pain or the the pain signals would be seen almost as an opportunity to go after it in in a sense not to fight it in a, in a way, but yeah. to through the, the knowledge and understanding that Amelia was able to to learn to i think one of the phrases I read or heard was to consciously talk to your unconscious yeah in, in a sense and to calm your calm your brain and there were uh, uh animations that we came across on uh michael Moscovich's website called neuroplastics which showed the various parts of the brain and little fires going off in each cortex and one way that i mean i had an image of that in in our head and each time was to try and calm those fires try and put those fires out through a positive action or a positive thought or Painting, or this, this sort of thing, or puzzle solving, mm-hmm. because the, the the brain can't do two things necessarily at once in in the in, in each cortex, and that's what the neuroscience was sort of telling us as well. that but in all the reading was that if you you can calm this down, this is um, as the medic said, a neurological sort of disorder or software issue, in, in a sense, in, in your brain. But that's not to say that you can't actually retrain your brain, was another phrase that, yeah. that said. So um, one of our, um, our contacts who was so helpful at the start of the journey in, in mid-February uh, had come across this website and Michael Moscovitch And she had uh, professionally um, trained stroke victims on how to reuse a limb. Mm -hmm. And the moment she saw this, uh, I can't pretend to be trained in in anything like that, but she understood it immediately that it was the reverse of what she was trained to do in, in, in getting stroke victims to use a limb. And you are actually closing down a neuro pathway rather than opening up a new neuro pathway. Yes. And the moment, the moment she saw it, she went, "I know that would work." No question. And four weeks later, she was clear. So that that was a conversation, um, uh, and an. Through our minister to a, a fellow member of a, a fellow Christian sister, in, in, in that sense, and a, and a member of, an, of, a, of the church, and she was so encouraging um, at that early stage in the journey. And yes, my wife had gone through something similar, but hearing of a more complex case, a more chronic pain case, in that sense gave us the, the hope and yeah. the courage I'd say to, 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 you know to stay on the path really because one thing that we did learn on the journey is there's a lot of information out there and there is yeah. a, a huge amount that is quite easy to accept and some of the strategies are simply to accept cards that you're given Mm. in in that sense and say well you know we don't know why this happens but you know it's just bad luck and you just have to try and live and cope with it and the lesson that we have from the recovery patients is that you don't need to accept that You, you can choose to have a complete reversal but it's your choice, and that was one of the hardest things to explain to a ten-year-old. Right. Was that as as the the one going through the pain, you need to be the one to get yourself anxious of the pain. You're not. There isn't a magic pill, and there isn't a magic doctor that can come along and take this away. This is all all in the brain. So mm-hmm. that, that was that was a. That was amazing for, for Amelia to take on board and and trust the process, which is, I think, one of the one of the phrases um, that I read in one one of the books.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: you have a trusting. very
0: brave daughter. You yeah. you can do many things because you have learned how to face a very intense fear, and instead choose courage, which is. Um, uh something that most of us do not learn and that's something I'm so thankful for my journey that I learned but most of the time we don't have the opportunity i i am curious um you know we've talked about church and god and um do you are you aware of what like character of god that you have i don't know been drawn to or um been blessed by in this in this journey something like that you've taken away from um, Amelia's story. I
1: think, well, as a, as a family, we have been so um, supported and upheld by our church family and through prayer. Um, it's, it was unbelievable, and um, the, yeah, the, the love of our sort of fellow Christians has just been mm. amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, to receive so many calls and messages and voicemails from an early stage. And uh, we reached out to the church for prayer um, mid-January. And we we know we were constantly um, uh, in their thoughts and their prayers until we were contacted by Christians from out with our church who We had never met, never um, uh, at all sending messages. And that was was just incredible um, to be upheld in that way and give strength and courage. And I I suppose just remembering um, with faith that... On a journey like that however hard it is you can endure it and that's with you know with god's strength and and my wife's one of her favorite songs um is leona lewis greek prince in the sand which is uh, a story of hardship and just um a pair of footsteps in the sand and the yeah. the saying the where were you where were you god in these times of trouble and he turns around and says that's when i was carrying you and yes that's you know that's what we you know kept kept true kept in our hearts so and you know in, in hospital in open wards and praying together and uh each night and each morning. So that was
2: mm. thank you.
1: Opportunity to come closer to God actually in in that sense because yeah. uh, all other uh yes there were troubles, but yeah all other of life's um matters are uh, were, <laughs> were were put on the uh back burner really um yeah. and we were able to spend time together and, you know, that was pretty important, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you so much for, I mean, sharing your story, Amelia, again, just seeing that you are brave, you're on here, um, and people are going to grow and learn and be inspired and have hope from, from your story, um, so I just appreciate you both. Um any any final words before we say goodbye.
1: Um, no. no. <laughs> oh, great. I love it. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And so you're doing an amazing work in trying to get the word out there on mind body medicine. And uh I, I hope for one we're I'm getting close to that sort of a breaking point where uh, there's a, a almost an epiphany in, in a sense where the the you know the wider world go hang on this is something we need to pay more attention to and this uh, as, as Penny mentioned so to, to me I think she felt that there was quite often a generation between the science and the, the medical world accepting science. And I think we must be pretty close to that generation. Um,
0: yeah. So. I hope so. I hope so. Cause I, yeah, once you see it, you can't not see it. And it's just so, and it's so clear that there are so many people in chronic pain that don't, that don't have to be um, and, and moving towards mind, body, medicine and courage and living your life abundantly is um is really important for the healing journey yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's all right well thank yeah don't you don't go anywhere yet but we're i'm just going to say goodbye to the watchers so um thanks everybody for watching and i will see you next week thanks everybody
2: bye